This week on Another Digital Citizen, we do whatever Paris Hilton's baby tells us telepathically. Another, di- another, digi- another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Oh, baby, baby, how was I supposed to know that something wasn't right? Oh, baby, baby, I should have let you go, and now you're out of sight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, welcome to a 90s uh, show with uh, Luke and Fro. I am Fro. Hello, Luke. Hey, Fro, hi, everybody. How's it going? It's going okay. Uh, what's another digital citizen, or what's ADC short for when it comes to, like... A 90s references, I guess. Uh, Can you make an, a reference to the 90s with the letters ADC? ADC, I, I don't know. Um, for some reason, it makes me think of Power Man 5000. I don't know why. <laughs> it does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> another digital. No, another. <clears throat> I don't. I, I don't know. It makes me think of LFO a little bit. If you remember oh, yeah. that, yeah, that was a. I think they were a one-hit that... wonder, right? Maybe they yes. had another song, but I just no, remember they had the they had the sex song. That's... The sum, summertime <laughs> GM that they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that one sex song they had. <laughs> and they had the frosted tips because that was a thing uh, that everybody had. Oh my god! Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I have read. I've read uh, uh, the Britney Spears uh, book this week. Okay. Uh, I will talk about that a little tiny bit later. But uh, um, as someone, I mean, I, I, I mean, as someone that did follow the whole like free Britney movement I I think it was a pretty interesting book I mean she talks a little about it a little she is it what is it mostly about like is it a autobiography it's a, or? yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's more like her her feelings about her family it's more about that than 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 just that period of her life. I I, I felt like I think that all um, has to go into that period if she's talking about her family because they're the ones that caused it, right? So sure, it kind of sure. all is connected. It's all connected. Um, I think I I think the biggest thing that I got out of it that I didn't know. Uh, was that Justin Timberlake broke up with her over <laughs> a text? <laughs> That's such a douchebag thing to do. Yeah, it is. But at the same time, they're traveling musicians, so you know they probably don't True. even see. They probably didn't even see each other all that much. Uh, they're probably it, separated yeah, most like, of the time. I understand that, but but you you don't like call each other and talk. Uh, yeah, at I all. guess yeah, calling like, would have been even that would have made more yes. sense. Te- the text, yes. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's the text yeah. that's the problem, not necessarily the phone itself. No, no. right? No, I get the that. phone is totally okay. I have broken up with a girlfriend over a phone. Yeah, that yeah, I can see that more than once. <laughs> And being broken up uh, with over the phone more than once as well. So, 
I'm sure it's happened to me multiple times. I definitely mm-hmm. remember one really bad breakup over the phone. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Please tell me about it. Uh, I think I remember her. I caught her cheating on me, and I broke up. Mm. With, I broke up with her over the phone because I caught her cheating on me. Yeah, that was don't a, you love it when people cheat on you? That's a thing I really respect when people do. Did you see that video? Somebody put out something like a video. I think it was a TikTok, maybe. There's this mm-hmm. guy in Japan talking to men and women about uh, cheating and how mm. the culture in Japan, it's like, it's okay to, to sleep with a prostitute and that's not considered okay. cheating. And even mm. like uh, sleep, as long as you're not sleeping with somebody that you like actually care about, it's not considered mm. cheating. It's only cheating if you like are trying to like actually have a relationship with that person. So being with a prostitute, in that culture is not like considered cheating in any way whatsoever which is interesting i on my my side of things i could never be in a polygamous relationship is that what it's called in english i i could uh Uh, but it depends on the person you're in the relationship with right you know there's got to be I'm a lot of trust there, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really unsafe on myself. I could never be in a relationship like that. Right. Kudos to people that could, but but uh, I couldn't. It's definitely I, uh, a yeah personal thing, but uh, yeah. it, even somebody who's like, oh, I can be in that kind of relationship. It still depends on like the other person or the other people right. also uh, to make that kind of relationship work. So yeah. It's uh, but I it's kind of funny. I was thinking about it the, this week because uh, I was talking to someone about like uh, what we consider like um, an atom family in in Norway. That's what we call it, an atom family. It's like uh, uh, two and a half uh, kids, a golden retriever, a white picket fence house, and. A job that you don't hate. That is like <laughs> an atom f- uh, family uh, here in Norway. Oh, uh, of course, and the car. Okay. And it's like, l- like I- if you fit into that like um, very narrow description of like uh, what is no- normal, quote unquote normal, you are living like the N- Norwegian uh, dream, more or less. Yeah, sounds uh, familiar. I think we have the yeah. same thing here, basically. Um, and those kind of things are reinforced by society in that, oh, you have these things, so we'll give mm-hmm. you like tax breaks and stuff if you have, if you have this exact setup of a family. Yeah, it's it, it's def- I wouldn't say it's a racket, but it's encouraged by society to live that way for sure. One of the things that I, I find most interesting about my development through the years is like how I have gone from a very like hardcore uh, Christian conservative that was like very like anti-gay re- relationship, very, I would, I would call myself a tiny bit bigoted because like it, even with me being like uh, bisexual or pan or whatever I am, uh, it's like uh, I was like, "Oh, you have to be married to a woman, and you have to be in a normal relationship." And it's like now, now I I think like I watch I I watch uh, creators like Destiny. Uh, Destiny is in an open relationship with his wife. 
And I like morally, I don't really have a problem with that. But if you had asked me like maybe like seven years ago, I I would totally be against it. Now I I'm like okay, if, if they feel like it, good luck. That, to them, yeah. I guess. I think it's there's <laughs> been a societal shift over the last whatever uh, ten years also, but um, yeah, I think it's. It's part like personal growth and also societal growth at the same yeah. time. But there's definitely just been a huge shift over the last bunch of years as far as acceptance of different groups. Um, right. But at the same time, then you see all the like fringe groups that are you know the lo- the vocal minority who are against those kind of advancements. But mm. those kind of things never win out. Progress always wins. That's what they say, right? Yeah, it like a thing that reminded me of that was when I saw the documentary. I'm going to use that word very loosely. Uh, what is a woman? When we talked about that, like I have never, I've never been so angry in, in quite a while. And uh, when I watched that, I, I got that feeling again, where I was like, oh, I was like that. I was there. I totally get how you can come to a place where you believe things that are totally fucked up because you have a moral thread in your life you think everybody else has to follow. I think that's, there was that's a, the problem. There was definitely a point uh right after uh, the pandemic or during the pandemic when everybody's all, all, that side of things their brain broke because mm. up to that point I think the anti-vax movement had been laughed off as like, this is stupid and you guys are insane. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and that re, re, uh, re gave a resurgence to that movement of anti-vax people, mm-hmm. which then mm-hmm. empowered all these other like very fringe people who were already in that same group of like uh, conspiracy theorists or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it empowered all those Hopefully. people... Uh, to also come out and say, well, I also believe this, and I believe all these yeah, yeah, other crazy yeah. things. Yeah, <laughs> QAnon. <laughs> right. They're definitely an empowerment factor because of like the anti-vax movement that came out yeah. of like the the pandemic. Yeah. Do you know what I think you should do now that I uh, people around me are getting COVID again? When I'm parents. I'm, just got COVID two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, literally. Uh, we were a bit worried if Luke was going to be sick today. I still would have um, done the show probably, but yeah, it yeah. might have been a short show, but uh, <laughs> so far I, I I don't feel sick, so that's good. Yeah, last time they had COVID, you didn't get it either, so. Or I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't feel it. Like, I could be yeah. asymptomatic. I have no idea. But uh, I, I think you probably should buy some medication because now you can like, you should you should have bought it like two months ago because now you can sell it. Okay, now you can resell double. it. Yeah. yeah. You should have stocked up on it. Uh, on Paxlovid, you should sell it on eBay. I'm not sure people would be down to buy their uh, COVID medication on eBay though. I wouldn't. Right. Yeah. Some people would. But you could make a a hefty profit if you had done that because Pfizer is saying it will sell its COVID nineteen antiviral treatment 
at more than twice the price it initially sold it to the federal government. Since yeah. Paxlovid was made available at the end of 2021, the federal government has subsidized the cost, but uh, and Pfizer sold the treatment to the government at a discounted rate of $530. Uh, mm. The company confirmed Thursday that the list price for a five-day course will now be $1,390. Jesus Christ almighty. Uh, the similar move was seen when COVID-19 vaccine became commercialized. The federal government paid nineteen fifty per dose, and the commercial price was listed six times that at $120. Mm-hmm. This is what's wrong with our healthcare system here, Fro. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. That's why we need the yeah. government to intervene and, like... Uh, the thing, the, One of the best things about having a universal healthcare system system is that all drug prices would have to be would have to go through the government because all yeah. healthcare goes through the government and if even if you just look at this when they're selling it to the government it's half the price right yeah. right here it's the the numbers are right here for everybody to see that it works if you do that um, yeah if i have uh, i don't think i have heard a better argument for social health care than this this <laughs> and against capitalism, because like these people, this is right. like playing with people's lives. Yeah, this caught like uh, hiking this up that you know that far. It reminds me of that the farmer bro dude who hiked up the EpiPen. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Who that. is now like a folk hero to a bunch of fucking uh, Andrew Tate wannabes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was Ree something. Wasn't it? Yeah, what was his name? I just remember he bought the Wu Tang album, and they ended yeah, up suing him he, for it. He was a total ass. Yeah, I think and he's out of jail he at this point. Prison? He did, yeah. but I think he's out now yeah. already. Yeah. See. Uh, but yeah, um, I I find it uh, very very surprising that uh, uh, companies does this. Oh wait, I don't. <laughs> it's you know it's. Capitalism at its finest, letting people die because you want to make more money. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Talking about the people that I use millions and millions and billions uh, upon dollars upon wrong things. Let's talk about uh, the American government again. Uh, the Biden administration said last Friday that it is requesting more than $105 billion from Congress uh, for security needs of Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and on the U.S. southern border. Uh, Biden's biggest request package is more than $61 billion for Ukraine um, since... Uh, oh, right. And the U.S. has unleashed an arsenal worth $44 billion in security assistance according to figures by the State Department. It's also calling for $14.3 billion for Israel, $2 billion for Taiwan and the Indo-Pacific region, and a little over $9 billion for humanitarian assistance. Right, so most of it mm. is going to Ukraine, with a bunch of it going to Israel, and then also to Taiwan. Um, I feel like we're fun... How much does it cost to start a world war, Fro? Apparently $105 billion. <laughs> <laughs> you can get it for free uh, at the, my shop if you want to buy some war. What are you buying? Uh, mm-hmm. Why are you buying? What are you selling? Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, it's, uh, it's such a... Uh, like, 
I I can't express how how stupid I find this. Like someone were were like, oh, uh, so you're a pacifist, bro? And I would go, yeah. Look at the world. Of course, I'm a pacifist. Like who the fuck believes in war? Uh, apparently, everybody in the United States. Thing. Not everybody in the no, United States. No, not everybody, States. but enough people um, have been yes, convinced that it, war with all these places is a good idea. Mm. And that apparently Team America was just like a... Uh, it was a plan. It was a... Mm-hmm. It was it was a guide. Yeah, it wasn't a movie. <laughs> it was a guide on what to do in the world. Uh, but yeah, no, I... Can I just say that I, I like, again, like, uh, uh, as Pfeiffer's, uh, the Pfeiffer story for me is a good uh, sign for, uh, like, why we should have healthcare. This is why, why we shouldn't have wars. They cost a lot. Not, right. not, not only money, but human fucking life. Yeah, and this is all over. Like, this isn't funding for one war. This is no America going. We're gonna back all these wars all over the world. Um, exactly. And even this is not even. This is just like the ones that we're concerned with right now. There's you know mm-hmm. also North Korea that could get into the fold, and then obviously the big talk this week is Iran, which isn't on this list, mm-hmm. but uh. We're sending, you know, ships to that area of the world, and there's lots... Yeah, we're we're on the brink of World War Three, and nobody seems to want to be... The only people I see talking about it, there was 300 um, Bernie Sanders staffers that came out today and called for a ceasefire. Uh, mm. But that's, you know, I don't hear a lot of talk from at least our government specifically about, like not funding these wars all around the world, right? Yeah. Mm. Well, since we are talking about assholes and a lot of money and things like that, let's uh, talk about the asshole that escaped it all, either by committing suicide or just hiding somewhere. Um, maybe both. Okay. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank. That's how you say it. You have to say it with a little, like, German accent. Deutsche Bank. Uh, settles uh, Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking lawsuit. Uh, for some uh, tiny bit of money? Yeah, tiny, tiny bit. It says, well, they, it has to be split between all the people who are in the settlement. Still. But it's still a lot of money. The U.S. judge on yes. Friday granted a preliminary approval to Detroit's bank a $75 million settlement with the victims of Jeffrey Epstein who accused the bank of facilitating the late financier's sex tra- trafficking because he had accounts there and was traffic using mm-hmm. the money that was, he was making from the trafficking obviously was going through that bank. Uh, mm-hmm. Lawyers for Epstein's accusers uh, and the bank reached a settlement last month. Uh, they delayed prim- preliminary approval for more specific about who's qualified to get the money. The lawsuit was led by a victim known as Jane Doe One, who said that Epstein sexually abused her from 2003 to 2018 and accused the bank of missing the red flags of the abuse. Um, Yeah, and then it 
not only that, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase is also in a lawsuit in the Virgin right. Islands for basically the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of strange how the first thing uh, when somebody is like, say, Switzerland to me, I think of, oh, money. <laughs> it's the same with the Virgin Islands. Like, well, yeah, everybody. And not only that, he yeah. owned two neighboring islands in the... In, in uh, the Virgin Islands, and uh, right. those, all that stuff had to go through a bank to like purchase it, and um, everything that he did went through like legitimate channels, and nobody in those bank legitimate bank banking channels went, "Hey, what the fuck is going on here?" You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's the that's the thing that uh, they did wrong was not actually go. Hmm, this guy looks like a criminal, but he's giving us a lot of money, so let's just uh, look the other way, is what happened, yeah. Hey, uh, if you had to change, and I, I now I'm giving you, you have to think out of the box. Okay. But if you had to change the name of Wikipedia to something, what would it be? Um, Wikipedia. And it would just be a a site that only was dedicated to women named Vicky. The Wiki. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 very. That's funny. the only thing that it covers. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I think. Yeah, a play on words would be funny. I don't think Elon Musk's uh, suggestion is that funny, with Wikipedia. Uh, I, um, I think that's very childish. I think like Wikipedia. Where it's just yeah, um, different the, quotes the from the guy from uh, Trailer Park Boys. It's just Ricky or, quotes or, from Trailer or, Park Boys. Yeah, or or Rick Ashley. <laughs> it, that's it. You just go into it, and all it is is you get Rick rolled. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's Never good too. Give you up. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Elon Musk, of course, uh, offers, uh, of course. One billion, of course, to Wikipedia, of course, to change its name to Wikipedia, because he's uh, 16 years old. <laughs> he said penis. Uh, he said, <laughs> Musk said, I will give them a billion dollars if they change their name to Wikipedia. Please add that to the uh, blank, oh, the poop emoji on my wiki page. He continued in another post in in interest of accuracy. Accuracy. So, what? I don't think he likes the stuff that's on his wiki page, and so he's like, "Right, you should call it Dickopedia because you guys are being a dick to me," kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I I right away went to Elon Musk Wikipedia, of course, and I don't think they are a dick to him. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they. It's pretty. You have to like cite sources and stuff in Wikipedia, and if they're not cited, then things will get deleted. So if I'm sure there's things he doesn't like on there, but they're all probably cited mm-hmm. as with sources and showing you where those things came from and that they're true, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I really, I really uh, dis like. Okay, I have gone from. Oh, he's kind of weird. To eh, he's kind of a weirdo. To eh, I dislike him. <laughs> like the best thing he has ever done was the Boring Company. I mean, 
that's that's maybe the most fun thing he has ever done. The thing that totally failed and didn't go anywhere and was a complete yes. failure, that thing? It was yes, yes. fun as in it was hilarious that he f- failed so spe- spectacularly at something that didn't even matter in the first place. Right. I also think him accusing that guy in uh, uh, that saved the children in in the grave uh, cave, sorry, uh, f- for being a pedophile, that was also... That was fun. definitely the beginning of the end uh, that was kind of like oh, his. Babe. That was his yeah. uh, uh, villain arc beginning yes. when that happened. It was like he was trying to do something good, and everybody made fun of him, and then he just went full bane on us. I mean, him having ten kids as well is like, like, what the literal fuck? I mean, that could just be a cultural thing more than anything else. So, I, but yeah, he that is a little weird. <laughs> I think he has a bet with uh, the guy from uh, American Scott Talent that I never remember uh, the name of. Okay. Actually, you know, probably most of these Apedia things already exist, right? Like, because there's so many random Apedias out there. Flickipedia. And it's about like a bug's life? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Tron is uh, going to tell the truth about something that we totally have heard before, and uh, totally have heard it before, and that is the thing he is going to talk about right now. Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. We are now going into the holidays, and every year I'm getting more fucked up by the holidays from every day who goes. This year, Christmas starts before Halloween. Yes, it's September. We have some Christmas decoration in the fucking shops. Before I, I, when I was a kid, I looking forward to Christmas. I looking forward to Christmas because the magic on. And I knew the magic would come in end of November, beginning of December. So I had to look, so to look forward to it 24 days. Now it's fucking a stress syndrome. A horrible stress syndrome. I can't fucking wait to January so I don't have to see you any more fucking Christmas decorations. I do not get in the fucking mood. I do not buy any Christmas things before December. Christmas beer, December. Christmas soda, December. And if people put on fucking Christmas movies before that, they're gonna fucking thrown out of the house. I use Spotify and every year I week I get new singles who arrive. Yes, Release Raider is called. Now they're giving out the fucking Christmas music already. I'll listen to a lot of people that I do fucking adore like Steve Wonder, Gregory Porter. Yeah, now they're coming with their fucking Christmas music. It's fucking bullshit. It's horrible to listen to. I don't want it. I'm tired of Christmas. I have Halloween spirit and I had Halloween spirit all October. October is fucking Halloween. December is fucking Christmas. November is just fucking stress to work and buy presents to get all the money to buy all the shit people don't need to the Christmas in December. Rest of December after 25th is just the relaxing, drinking too much, and fucking get stuff done by food and looking forward to the big fucking credit card bill you get in January. Now, holidays is not fun anymore. I wish holidays could be more like not have to spend some fucking money buying shit everyone don't need. One year, I didn't give any presents to my sisters and brothers and so on. I gave them to welfare. And I got a card like, I giving money to the Red Cross, to the People Aid, everything 
save the children, so on, in your name. They, the kids were happy, and the parents was not happy. They wanted stuff. A lot of fucking stuff that I don't need. Who the fucking changed into other shit stuff in the first place. I'm getting more talent looking at how much shit I got when I have to move. When I have to move from one apartment to the other, I have a lot of fucking stuff. So much fucking stuff. Where should I fucking put all the fucking stuff? So, I have a pile of shit and stuff I had to sort through. Over 40 years of memories and shit on, but I cannot keep everything. And still people ask me, what do you want for Christmas? Do you know what I want for Christmas? Not a fucking shit. If you want to buy me something for Christmas, buy something for anybody else. People who need refugees from Ukraine, to the people of Gaza and the West Bank, uh, to traumatize victims for the Hamas murders, anything else. All I want for Christmas is sit down with my family and friends, drink and eat, and try to listen to some good music. What I want for fucking Halloween is to Christmas to say the fuck off, just looking for horror movies, drink too much, get dressed, give young children go trick and treating too much candy. So keep the fucking holidays apart, celebrate in a new way, and if people try, fuck it, this was the end. This was Trump Telling the Truth on a fucking nice day. That was uh, Trump Telling the Truth about that we have definitely heard uh, before. That was really good because we have definitely heard it before. With our ears. We, we heard it with mm-hmm. our ears and yes. s- um, a little bit. And stuff. A little bit with our tongues because we have synesthesia. <laughs> so. uh, okay, let's talk about some TV. I have seen some very bad TV. Uh, let's start with something very, very, very bad on the channel BET. B-E-T, you mean? B-E-T. Yeah, okay. BET. BET. That's what I call it. BET. All right, yeah. Why Why not? Uh, it's called uh, Miss Pat Settles It. She sure does. She does. Uh, do you know who this woman is? Never seen her in my whole life. I don't think she's like... I don't think she's I, a celebrity. I know she's not a celebrity because she's just supposed to be some random judge. She even says, I dealt drugs when I was a kid and went to jail for a while, and now I'm here. Right. Yeah. But, but I, have a, I have a sneaking suspicion like she's from something, but I, I'm i like, eh, I can't bother to fucking Google it. I'm not that fucking interested. Uh, yeah, but I never... I don't... I don't know of her, but that doesn't mean, I guess, right. that she hasn't been in other things. Right, exactly. Right. Uh, so it's a judge uh, show, as uh, you could think it's from the Bet channel. Uh, but uh, there's uh, there are some interesting things about this. Uh, some interesting things about this. Um uh, having a jury there was uh, kind of new. I don't think I have seen uh, a show like this where there's a jury. Uh, but I'm using the word <laughs> jury <laughs> very loosely. It's for, okay. like, se- semi-celebrities, <laughs> I guess? Yeah. I'm looking it up, and apparently she had a TV show called The Miss Pat Show, and she's a stand-up comedian. Okay. So, okay. yeah, she's a celebrity... A pretty recent celebrity. The Miss Pacho apparently was Emmy nominated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never heard of it. Never seen a 
single episode of it. It's also on yeah, VET, no, uh, so. Oh, on Bet, you mean? Yeah, I think yeah. she's a Bet celebrity, is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And a stand-up right. comedian. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, this is bad. Uh, this is pretty terrible. I watched uh, two episodes of this uh, shite. Um... Can I find anything redeeming to say about this show? Uh, not really. There was the occasional chuckle joke that was... They were all kind of, like, stupid jokes. Like, they're all very, like, uh... Sure. Insult-based, where she's making fun of the people's, like, outfits or, like, that kind of, like, insult humor a lot of the time. But there were certain... We should mention Ray J happens to be one of the jurors right. at one yes. point, and he's like uh, writing notes, and that and that mm-hmm. was kind of funny. He would come in and write a note of something that was just so obvious that the mm-hmm. other person. There were certain jokes I thought were funny. I I don't even really like Judge shows. You're a bigger Judge show fan. Overall, mm-hmm. it's pretty low quality. Uh, very. I thought it was quality. funnier than most Judge shows, so I I would give yeah. it a four. Wow. Okay, I gave it a two. I did. This didn't jive with me. I guess. I thought it was making fun of itself slightly. Like I don't think it was trying to be a serious judge show like other judge shows. So I I do agree with that. But I think one of my biggest like especially like first episode, I didn't really understand why. Um, the first case was the first case and the second case was the second case because of the length of the uh, uh, the first thing was very very short and then all of a sudden like the second case was super long that was wedge oh um yeah, yeah I, I think they yeah. set it up Everything where they had weird. like two cases in each episode that were like unresolved and then they had one mm-hmm. big case where it's like the one you're actually looking forward to um right and was interesting i don't know you, mm. this is all like small claims shit to begin with where like it's like oh you, this lady stole my dog or something like that right um yeah so none of it is really consequential yeah uh i saw fall of the house of usher which you saw last week mm-hmm. i couldn't see it because i got locked out of my netflix for a few days Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> On the show. <laughs> my Nef- I knew that. My Netflix account got hacked by somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you would even do that, but they did. And uh, I wasn't able to get in there for a couple days. But that literally, the, luckily, the, that week, the only show that was on Netflix that was new was Fall of the House of Usher. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I saw it this week. It was fine. I lo- the acting's very good. Cinematography's great. So um. I really like the music choice. It's very, it's a it's definitely interesting the way they what's the word for it blend in the poetry uh, mm-hmm. into the dialogue. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but it is a little bit what's the word for it pompous, pretentious, pompous. You will you will probably find this show a little pretentious. I said. <laughs> It's also just got that plot that I've seen so many times, of, like the dyna- mm-hmm. it's dynasty. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. the the family, uh, the the head of the family who has all the control and all the power and all the money, uh, and then there's all these young the kid the kids of the 
of the powerful uh, part of the family who want to see him die so they can get his money, and they're all fighting in in fighting with each other. I just seen this story a bunch of times, uh, but mm. like I said, the acting's amazing and the cinematography is so good. And I really, like I said, the music choice choices in this maybe is my favorite. So mm. I'll give this a. It's probably a seven. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm surprised that it's that high uh, on your your end. Well, like, I think I, the acting uh, really like you can't knock that at all. They did an amazing job, right? Uh, and the in- like I said, integration. I this, yeah, I gave this show a ten out of ten. So, like, don't ask me. I totally agree. Yeah, it's just yeah the integration of of the poetry into the dialogue and everything. It's oh, it was so good. Really well done in that sense. I it's just not for me. Yeah, uh, I watched another reality show. I watched Mamma Mia. I have a dream. Uh, this is on ITV One. Okay. Uh, some celebrity judges that you would probably recognize. Uh, Alan Carr. Oh yeah, I know, I know uh, him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jesse Ware was there, uh, Amber Eli, and uh, what's her last name? Samantha something. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, have you seen you seen the original Mamma Mia movie, right? Even though you hate musicals. Yes, I have. Um, yeah, they had the sing along version when I was in the uh, theater. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they. T- take people uh, on a vacation or almost uh, uh, to find people uh, two people uh, that will star in the uh, two main roles on West End uh, and they go down to uh, Greece where uh, the original is filmed and uh, they go there and like uh, with contestants and uh, um, and this is kind of like uh, a reality show based on that it is very very funny um, I think uh, me as a, a ABBA fan and also a big fan of the original Mamma Mia movie mm-hmm. the second one is atrociously bad uh, but um I had fun with it. It's just one episode out. Uh I will give it a 6 probably. Like I had fun with it. I I, I think uh, my biggest criticism are is that the other hosts are not that good. I think Alan Carr is a very good host, but the other judges were a little bit bland. Bland. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a singing competition or a dancing competition? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, both. Both, right. All right. Yeah. And it's like elimination, I'm assuming. Mm. Right. Uh, Okay. Let's see. I guess I'll talk about something totally different. Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. (laughs) That was so fun. It's so random and, like, all over the place. Like... You have but like I Captain so, Laserhawk. So much fun. fun but then this like it based was... off of a video game yeah. Far Cry. But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you've got Rayman from like the video ga- video games from the nineties. And then like I guess computer game really wasn't. Yeah. And then also 
Cody Rhodes from eight mm-hmm. or WWE, AEW. I guess now. Yeah. Yeah. Just random. It's just all over the place. And <laughs> I mean, the story's the very manga. It's got a, a mm-hmm. it's got a lot of anime tropes to it, but the characters mm-hmm. are just like in this universe is so strange uh it's about it's about a super soldier who was created by this government um that uh goes rogue and they want the technology back that they put into him it's basically million dollar man Mm. kind of right yeah yeah more or less yeah it's a cartoon it's interesting i i like the animation style is not super interesting to me but uh yeah, I I don't know. I'd give it a. It's probably like a a four point five. Yeah, I have it at five point five. So we're not that far away from each other. Uh, as a fan of uh, the Far Cry games, uh, I had very much fun fun with this. Yeah, there's some very good comedy in here. Like the yeah uh, Rainbow Team, that whole part was very funny. <laughs> so yeah. Funny. yeah. yeah. Uh, I laughed a lot. So I yeah, I, like I said, I give it a five point five. So the whole time you're away. going, what the fuck? Why is this character here? <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. That's the one thing that. Ma- but if you get more into it, I understand. Like it's making fun of itself. It's like going. Yeah. It's just bringing in all these characters from like that they yes. had and just bringing them in. It's just mashed yes. together. It's very weird. Yes. Okay. Uh, something completely else. Uh, bodies on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of hard to. Um, well, I mean, explain, it's, but... it's a murder mystery. That's where you should start. Yes. Yeah. It's a murder mystery uh, based on four different time periods. and But kind uh, of the same murder, yeah. The same murder and the same victim as well. In the same, uh, in the same manner, in the same, on the same street, yeah. Mm-hmm. At the same time. Uh, very interesting. I... Uh, when I started watching it, uh, uh, it very much reminded me of Dark, uh, a German show that I adore. Mm-hmm. So that part was very good of it. I think it's maybe one and a half episode too long uh, in the middle. Uh, other than that, I think the ending was very good. Uh, there are some time travel elements in the show that are ludicrously stupid. Uh, But the acting is very good. I don't know if I call them time travel, but it's definitely time something. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, well... uh, I don't really want to... Yeah, I don't... That's what I... Yeah, but yeah. Exactly. Uh, But uh, there are some elements of it that are kind of like far-fetched. Yeah. But uh, I will... uh, like I said, very good acting, very good writing, uh, very good uh, filmography. I was never bored, but I, I, I find it a tiny bit on the long side. Uh, but I will give it a 7.5. I'd probably give it a... Yeah, I think a 7.5 is pretty good. I think the first episode definitely hooks you. The second episode mm-hmm. is not as good as the first. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's but definitely one that you want to see oh. the whole thing. Like, it's one that yeah. you want to find out what happens at the end. Yeah, so even if you... So. I think, if I don't know, you've seen probably more than me, because I've only seen three episodes. Mm-hmm, I've seen the whole thing. Uh, but maybe skipping the middle wouldn't matter that much, is my guess. Yeah. Uh, I think you have to watch all of the eight episodes, but I wish it was six episodes long. Right. It feels like it's two episodes too long, but... But eight episodes is, like, the standard right now, so they have to do that. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scavenger Rain. Did you see this? Yes. Uh, this is on H... Or it's on Max. It's what it's called now. Max. Mm-hmm. It's a... About a crew of, um... Space pilots who crash on this random planet, uh... And Animated, they, we should say. Right, yes. Uh, car- cartoon. Uh, and they have to figure out how to survive there. Um, mm-hmm. And you're just kind of thrown into the world. You don't mm-hmm. get an explanation as the viewer. It just throws mm-hmm. you into this world, and you're just as kind of confused as what to do with like what's happening as the characters are. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very... The animation is very beautiful, but it's also very simple. I don't know how to describe it other than that. Yeah, I I I felt uh, like the animation was my biggest compliment and also my biggest problem. <laughs> yeah, there was something like about the human characters that yeah. were very downplayed as far as like the the uh, the art style, and then everything mm. else is way over the top. But I think that's also mm. part of it is to show that like they're in this place that is so different from like human human life. Um, mm. Yeah, it, I mean the episodes that I've seen are just kind of building the world and and trying to like build this imagined you're, in your imagination like this world is so different and so weird mm. and that's really what it's going for more than like worrying about the storyline of like them trying to get home even though that's really right. what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I I also feel like that is also maybe one of the reasons why I did really gel with it is because it felt like they kind of forgot about the story. It, I mean, there's definitely an undertone of like uh, t- uh, talking about sustainability and sure. like uh, uh, working with the environment instead of trying to destroy it. There's like an environmental mm. kind of undertone to the whole. Uh, story but it's never really mm-hmm. outright i mean specifically they mm-hmm. keep cutting into this one animal but don't ever kill it like i saw that right. as like maybe the best example of that in the first episode uh mm-hmm. that happens and then what happens at the end of the episode is kind of interesting with that animal mm-hmm. and that kind oh, of definitely. is the good a good cliffhanger behind it too is like and mm-hmm. explains like the real motivation i don't know it's mm-hmm. so beautiful but the story is so not interesting it's kind of the yeah. reverse of some other shows we've seen in a weird way um i totally agree i think i think also it's extremely beautiful i i but i i think my like like you said like even though i find some of it very like experimental and very like uh avant-garde and things mm-hmm. like that that's not enough to keep my interest and i think that's kind of my biggest problem with the show it is a little bit slow and Mm. the dialogue is like kind of scattered because they're Mm -hmm. some of those characters are by themselves they're not with like Mm -hmm. another person um to Mm -hmm. like bounce off of specifically one character 
But mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of reminds me of Studio Ghibli a little bit in that in a, a little, way. Um, yeah, I can see that. Oh, uh, definitely inspired by. I would say I'd give oh, it definitely. a. Jeez, mm-hmm. it's a hard one. I'm gonna give it a six point five. I gave it to six. Yeah. 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 No. Then. Yeah. I had more fun with uh, Captain whatever. I, I I think the animation is worse than that, but I yeah, that's what I, I had more say. fun with it. Yeah. I think this one is definitely more experimental. That's the best way. I think you, yes. the way you said it is the best thing to say. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Neon on Netflix. It's uh, totally not a road trip movie at all. Uh, TV show, but in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cut uh, down as a TV show was my next sentence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they go from a very like small town to Miami, Florida, right? Yeah. Uh, because they are... he, The main character wants to be a musician. A raggy. Yeah, reggae artist, and the yeah. his friend, one of his friends is like his manager, and the other one, mm-hmm. uh, what does the other one do? <laughs> I guess like money, money person, kind of. Yeah, right. Okay, I am going to be a tiny, tiny bit angry at the show. So, I am a tiny bit tired of your uh, shows at this point, and this is totally one of those your shows. Uh, I think my biggest problem that it kind of gets gets lost in itself. It it has a a lot of like interesting elements, but I don't really put it together in a good way. That's kind of like how I want to say. Uh, I I think there's uh, subpar uh, acting, subpar uh, interesting plot. Uh, there's nothing really I gelled with. I definitely saw two, two episodes, and I'm never ever going to watch it again. It definitely felt like uh, a Nickelodeon slash Disney Channel level production. Yeah. Like, especially the scenes where they're at a concert or something. I got super Disney Channel vibes, where they like in a Disney Channel movie or something where they're at the concert. And they're like, mm. you can tell that it's in a studio, even mm. though it's supposed to look like a concert hall. You can tell it's not a concert hall. That's what mm. I don't know how to describe it other than that. And yeah, it, it's a little bit. Yeah, but maybe slightly, slightly at the top end, uh, like directed towards people who maybe are like uh, 19, 20, you know, yeah, level and I, I would say not on the younger somewhere. end yes. of yeah. Mm hmm. Um, but it, but it's it, okay. So I I think my biggest complaint is uh, the same complaint I will have later when we talk about a movie that we watched together. It feels like a lot of like random events put together in a bad way. Right. There's like there I'll... are some like stupid sh- uh, jokes. There are some like points uh, where they're trying to go, and it doesn't like. The way it's put together is kind of like my the same thing I had a problem with the movie that we will talk about later. I had the same fucking problem with this show. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely 
a low budget thing and the comedy mm. is it's supposed to be funny but the comedy just doesn't land which is the biggest problem besides right. the production value of it for me so this is probably a, a a three i gave it a two okay yeah um the last thing i saw was the greatest show never made is that what it's called mm-hmm okay i keep thinking it's like uh, something else for some reason, but yeah, it's it's a documentary, British documentary about a mm-hmm. scam artist mostly who scams a bunch of people into thinking they're doing a reality show. Yeah, I really, really like this. <laughs> I don't know what it is with this, but I really jived with this. I think it's the story. Yeah, it's uh, definitely that. I was gonna yeah. say. I was gonna say it's it's the engaging um the plot line that's happening that makes you want to mm-hmm. see more and the way they set it up which mm-hmm. in w- one way kind of pissed me off at the end because they kind of bait and switch you in the first episode mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. uh but it's just three episodes long that's kind of my biggest uh, yeah i it's was easy. very happy that it yeah it's very easy to watch uh, I don't really want to talk about the plot, but uh, I mean, I just yeah, discussed like, it. I I just did it, so it's fine. Yeah, but like, like especially like, uh, I think I think my favorite episode is the last episode, and that's what I am going to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm going to actually give this an eight. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of the, the like, little weird side bits where they set up these um, individual little uh, settings for the mm-hmm. characters to act out these um, stories they're telling, some of those were a bit, you know, cheesy and uh, weird-looking. Sure. So I'd probably give it a, mm, a 7. Cool. Mm-hmm. But that isn't the last thing that we saw. We sadly <laughs> did see Surviving Paradise Episode 1. This is on Netflix, everybody. This was also if filmed you... in Greece, actually, now that I think about it. And that other reality show <laughs> right. you said, I wonder if there's some yeah. kind of like discount you get for filming in Greece right now. Right. Uh, because uh, I, I'm going to guess it has to do with the Greece economy. Yeah, That's exactly. In the shit. Yeah. So some probably some kind of like tax deduction if you film there or something. Yeah. But what is Surviving Paradise all about, Luke? Episode one, Paradise Lost. Contestants arrive at a jaw-dropping luxury villa, only to learn that they'll be sleeping outside in the woods unless they can be voted back in to the villa. Right. Yeah. I am very happy that we have found another show that does. Not make it clear <laughs> how anything what works. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it, it tells you right out what it is. Shows. Right. I, I I get that. But how have we found two shows in a row where the rules are definitely not explained? <laughs> not explained to the to the point where it almost seems like they're making it up as they go along. Yes. Because they have a general like outline of what they're going to do, which uh, like I just described, okay, these people mm-hmm. think they're going to be in a villa, but actually they're they're not even like, I don't know, 200 yards from 
the actual house in like an act like in some that. in a place that's like really just a nice campground. It's not even like roughing right. it at all. They're on no, like no. elevated wood structures. They all have like sleeping bags and really nice boots and jackets and hats that they've been it's given. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I compared it with uh, Get Me Out of uh, Here, I'm a Celebrity. <laughs> right, that, I That's think the biggest... I compared it with. Yeah, and and so they're not really roughing it. Like, the description, no. at, when you hear that, you're like, oh, they sent them out to, like, uh, the wilderness into the middle of nowhere, and no, then they have to fight their didn't. way back. No, they're <laughs> it's like they're camping in their backyard. The yes. little kids camping in their parents' backyard is basically what it is. Um, and the TV show, which, yes. hey, that could be a great TV show. I don't know. But this show doesn't ever explain the rules. And that's the no. biggest problem I think we had with it. Is that, like, we don't know how they get eliminated. We don't know. Nope. Like, what happens? So, from now on, if they just vo- does everybody just end up going back in the villa if they keep voting? Or does when they vote next time... Then the people who are in there now have to leave. We don't know. Right. Like, they don't yeah. explain any of, like, the uh, point of... Yeah the, yeah, the elements as far as, like, strategy. So, yeah. in the beginning, before they ever vote, uh, they're all of a sudden making alliances. And we're like, why are... Right. How do you know who to <laughs> have an alliance with if you don't know the rules of the game you're playing? How do you know who to, like... How do you know who's going to be a strong competitor when you don't know what yeah. the competition is? So how do you make right. an alliance with somebody and say they're a good competitor when you don't even know what the rules are? So the whole thing mm-hmm. is just broken. Yeah, that's definitely why we it, like it also. so It is so totally fucking broken, but I love it. I feel like this is a trend in reality shows where they're like, we just need an outline of it, and then we'll just right. make that shit up as we go. And, and just, you know, we'll make the rules up to... Uh, make a conveniently entertaining show like if the right if it's feels like the show isn't entertaining we'll change the rules up midstream because we don't actually have a, a, any rules and mm-hmm. uh change it up to make it entertaining uh, it feels like production gone awry to me right and here are some of the problems i have with the show i have a list here <laughs> Uh, they introduced the host of the show like we're supposed to know who the fuck she is. <laughs> that is like, I, I, uh, because they make a like big deal when she comes down the stairs and the, the contestants goes like, oh, it's her. <laughs> and I go to you like, do you know who this lady is? <laughs> I think we looked her up and she was like a sports announcer or something. Yeah. R- right. Yeah. Uh, Something like that. Yeah. I mean, she's not an unknown person, but she's not a big... She's not uh, Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was just going to say that. But they acted like she was Nick Lachey. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like better uh, the... (laughs) What was... It was uh, the villain show where the one guy's like... Oh, is that Ryan Seacrest? And he just got the host completely wrong. That that right. That was funny. That would have been better if they were like, "Oh my gosh, it's Nick Lachey." Oh, that's not Nick Lachey's wife. They just get it wrong. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, when they decide who is going back to the house, you and me go, "Oh, that is going to be shit. She's going to be there all alone." Uh, and then sh- they get to decide four other people? 
they wanted to bring in? Was it four or three? I think it was three. So four total, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, I also think it was four total. But if we have no clue, like you said, uh, of uh, uh, that, but here's our biggest problem, I think. It's the voting system. Because how they vote people into the house is so ludicrously stupid because it's peer pressure. <laughs> well, you have to explain that they don't do it like a written vote. They just do it. Nope. They do it verbally. Right. And in, I don't know if it's a random order or what, but they do it in a way where the last person knows who's got the most votes so they mm-hmm. can always decide, well, not always, but they are always going to be able to either go with the group and not make waves or decide whether or not that pers- the person is going to stay or not. So it's like right. the last person always has an advantage when they're picked to vote because yeah. uh, because they do it out loud. Yeah, And the, uh, the person that votes uh, the first has absolutely nothing to say in the voting because they could have voted for... Whoever, it doesn't and, well, unless really they've matter. made, unless it turns into a Big Brother situation where everybody's voting because they don't want to make waves in the house, and then, right. then even then, the first person who votes doesn't matter, right? Right. It's so fucking weird. Uh, it's like the electoral college. Um, <laughs> exactly like that. Yeah, I don't know. This show is really bad. I'd probably give it this episode a what a. To uh, 1.5. 1.5. Yeah, a 1.5. Uh, <laughs> it's just but the di- biggest problem I had le- is the rules and how yeah. broken they are. But uh, I love that about it, too. It's great. Yeah, we're definitely going to cover it. So uh, if you're interested in that, uh, go to Netflix and you can watch it with us. Okay, let's also talk about something that makes uh, absolutely nothing sense. Uh, John Stewart's Apple TV Plus show ends. A show I can say I didn't know existed. I've seen clips from it on like uh, other channel, like other um, news uh, outlets. Yeah, but look, look, who of us two has Apple TV Plus? Yeah, that's true, and you didn't know it existed. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just saying I knew it was a thing, but I've never watched a whole episode of it. Yet. Right. Yeah, but I I have Apple TV Plus, and I have never heard about this. Um, uh, it but, says uh, here yeah, it... that the decision uh, by Apple, it seems, mm-hmm. was reached because uh, it was not aligned with the company's views on topic discussions rather than falling in line with apple and threatened to cancel the show stewart reportedly decided to walk um Mm -hmm. the decision this was due to discussions of artificial intelligence in china which were a major concern for apple though new episodes of the show were scheduled to begin shooting in just a few weeks staffers learned just today that production had been halted so yeah. it kind of just came out of nowhere because they were they were set up to do a whole new season. Mm-hmm. They had already planned it all out, and then they were Apple came in and said, "Yeah, you're, that's not happening. We we have way too much on the line when it comes to AI in China for you to talk talk be talking shit." I think it's sad. I think it's very very sad. I think it's. I wouldn't call it censorship, but I would call it like um, 
corporate uh, denialism where they're like, mm. want to just avoid the fact that it exists and then they don't have to deal with it, right? It just mm-hmm. deny that it, it just refuse to acknowledge the problem and then it does it it's not there. Head in the sand kind of mentality. Yeah. Well, talking about head in the sand mentality, do you remember when uh, they were like, "Oh, we can't have a black James Bond." <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, that was a weird mm-hmm. discussion that even the people involved were like, we're not even sure this is a thing, so I don't know why you're arguing about it. Yeah, Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, producers are in talk of a 007 TV show, and they are going to try to reinvent Bond in uh, a post-Greg uh, uh, era. Do you think this will work? Uh, I think it's one of those things that if they do it too much, it could uh, dilute the brand. Because, like, mm-hmm. uh, a Bond movie, when it comes out, it comes out... They don't come out every year. They do it, like, they right. set, they at least have a good gap so that people feel like, oh, finally a new Bond film. It's not like... Mm-hmm. With, the Things like with Star Wars and Marvel, where they have just driven that shit into the ground... I feel like this is going down that road slightly, so that is what mm. I would say. Hey, don't don't do that. But if you're just going to make a TV show, and then it, you know, and then in another five years, then you make a movie, and you're separating them out the same way you did with the films, uh, and not like overlapping film and TV show all at the same time. I'm okay mm-hmm. with it, but I don't know. I just I don't want it to go down the, the uh, Star Wars route. Yeah. Uh, who would you have uh, playing James Bond, though? Oh, uh, who would be a good James Bond right now? No. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, d- d- they have to be British, probably. Right. Uh, Someone with a very good British accent. Yeah. Who's a... Yeah, I'd have to think about it, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. I'm sure the there's somebody that's, po- like, right on the tip of my tongue that I'm not thinking of. but The guy from Harry Potter, maybe. Uh, I think people would have a problem with that, but it could work. Yeah, yeah. You could see Daniel Radcliffe doing that. I mean, oh, think about guns, guns akimbo. Him and that, except kind oh. of like more James Bondy. Yes, yeah. yes. So I think he could do it. They would. I just think people would have a problem with it because everybody thinks of him as you know Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Uh, let's talk a little about Britney Spears, Luke, because I have uh, downloaded uh, and bought uh, her newest book from audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com slash ADC. I will talk a tiny bit about it. Um, I think uh, one of the biggest, like, uh, wows, uh, she talked a lot about her dad abusing her and using her image as a and I quote, a cash flow Um, she felt very much abused Um, and uh, I think uh, a lot about like her dating Justin Timberlake was interesting Uh, she's very candid uh, in it Uh, I very much liked it I think uh, one of the biggest, like, wows were, like, when she told 
uh, in the book about uh, having an abortion and what that did to her while she was like dating Justin Timberlake. That was really, really uh, weird. Um, her talking about her sister uh, and <laughs> also that uh, uh, she, uh, she was talking about Paris Hilton in the book. Uh, that it wasn't as wild as it was like portrayed in uh, in like the tabloids and things like that. Uh, one of the things I very much liked about uh, uh, the Audible book is that it has an intro adduction uh, with her, uh, and it's actually Michelle Williams that reads the uh, rest of it. So it's really really good read as well. And it's five, five and a half hours, so it's a pretty easy read. And you can get that book on audibletrial.com slash ADC. I finally saw Talk to Me this week, Fro. Uh, have you seen this yet? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, horror movie, A24 movie. It's kind of a demon possession Not movie. Seen it. You haven't seen it? No. Okay. Uh, I think you'd like this. It's um, it's kind of cheesy. It's about a girl in Australia. She's having a hard time fitting in with like people at school. Uh, this one guy says he's got like a demon possessed hand and they're all, uh, playing around with it. Like, I don't know how people would play with a Ouija board or whatever, basically. Mm. Um, mm. but then bad things start to happen. Yeah. It's a, it's a, you know, classic A24 type horror movie. I definitely recommend it. It's got some interesting, like, uh, statements about kind of, uh, how people treat each other and things like that. I guess okay. it's kind of, it's got underlying tones to it that aren't like outright horror movie. It's also, Oh, I wouldn't say it's terribly scary. It's more like, mm. it's got a few jump scares, but not like gory or anything like that. It was fun. I definitely recommend it to you, Fro. I'd give it a um, probably a eight. Okay. Yeah, it's worth checking out. Well, I saw a shit movie this week. Uh, it has seventy-eight uh, percent audience score. I don't know how how that data happened. Okay. But it has a twenty-nine percent. Uh, good score on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's called The Black Demon. Did you watch this last week or the week before or something like that? I want to say a month, two months ago maybe. It, I, I watched it a while ago. Okay. Well, it's a Sharks movie. Uh, it's just a shit Sharks movie. With the terrible acting and terrible special effects and terrible everything. Uh, it was one of those movies where I went, oh, I'm glad that is over. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's when we saw, I remember we watched the trailer for it initially when it initially came out and we were both like, okay, that mm-hmm. looks ridiculous and terrible. And then we saw the pr- yeah. uh, reviews for it and it, everything said it was bad. But when you watch it, there's yeah. like this whole other level, like normal shark movie, like I just saw the Meg two recently, which is also mm. similar type shark movie. It doesn't have this like underlying, like, uh, humor. 
and not even humor, this underlying, like, superstitious, like, uh, you know, uh, some kind of supernatural thing that's happening with the shark where mm. the other one, the, uh, the Meg doesn't have that supernatural aspect to it, really. So, yeah, it was, it was bad. Yeah. I gave it a two and a half. Okay, I saw, let's see, what else? Oh, No Hard Feelings. I know you saw that. Uh, mm-hmm. a while ago when, probably more when it came out uh, it's got added to Netflix in America so if anyone wants to mm. see it uh, you can watch something that's kind of incredibly creepy I feel like this is a movie that in 10 years people are going to look back and go what? What? <laughs> How was yeah. that made? It's it basically. I said it at the, at, the, at the point I called it a little tiny bit raping that's what I felt uh, there's definitely some child molestery vibes happening here. I yeah. mean, it's about a 33-year-old woman trying to seduce uh, a 19-year-old um, mm-hmm. by getting him drunk at certain points and things. Yeah. Uh, and trying to have sex with him. Um, yeah. I don't... <laughs> I don't know how this movie didn't get a more backlash than it did. I guess because it's got Jennifer it's, Lawrence in it. It's so fucking weird, isn't it? It, it feels so... I don't know. I, I, the word outdated is not like even close to what I felt like it was. I, I got big vibes from it. The movie Big. Mm-hmm. Where it's like this woman is dating a child um but at least in that he looks like an an adult where in this he actually just still looks like a child and she looks like an adult and it's not like Mm. uh, the you know uh hello fellow kids situation where where like in the movie people all everybody else acts like oh this girl's 19 at the part there's a party scene where everybody sees her and goes why is that older lady here you know what I mean? Mm. So even in the movie, they there's an acknowledgement that this woman is an older woman trying to hook up with a basically a child. I don't yeah. understand how that's acceptable, but yeah. nobody seems. I mean, I'm sure there's been complaints about it, but I thought it would. I would think it would be much more widespread than it was when it came out. After seeing it, like when I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, it's you know, it's saying that in the trailer, but it can't be that bad, right? But right. when I watched it, I went, this is almost even worse than I thought it was going to be. Mm. Yeah. Hey, do you like Judy Gear? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Do you want to see her uh, being very sad? Okay. In a movie that I took the title from one of my favorite Eurovision songs. Almost. Okay. Uh, Euphoria. Uh, not uh, even, it's not close, but sure. <laughs> it's called Aporia? Mm-hmm. Aporia, I want to say. Oh, you heard about this? I saw that this week also. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you really? Yes, I did. Oh, that's, that's funny. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I really, 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 really like this movie. Yeah, it's super indie, but it's got, like, a, a real soul to it. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. 
It's so funny that uh, you had seen it. I was so sure that you hadn't seen it for some reason. I don't know how that happened, but we both saw a random movie that came out like a few months ago at the same time. Yeah, it, July, I want to say. I but, just uh, one of there was a couple movies I was thinking about seeing, and this one, a, a couple indie movies, and this one I watched the trailers, and this one stood out to me, and it, yeah, it's yeah. really good. Uh, anyway, it's a uh, science uh, fiction. Um, one of the things that I was like, oh, uh, that got me to, to watch it is that uh, it's produced by J.J. Abrams. And I went into this thinking it would be okay-ish because it only have like uh, 5.3 on IMDb. So I didn't think it would be as good as I thought it was. Uh it definitely was better for me than 5.3. Uh, very much uh, liked it. Very good acting. Very good. It felt very unpretentious. That's one of the things I want to say. Mm -hmm. And it, it has a very good ending. Yeah. It, it's definitely... Like, it's, well, I should say what it's about. Uh, it's about a woman whose husband gets killed in a car crash. Mm hmm. Uh, he happens, just happens to be like a famous physicist, and his friend, who is also her friend, is also a physicist, and he mm -hmm. comes up with a concept of how to reverse that. The, the car yes. crash. That's the best way to put it without there ruining anything. There are some anything. time travel elements. <laughs> yeah. It's, this has also got time travel, but it's not doesn't have time travel. Right? Right. The, exactly. Yeah. It's got time tra travel things, but it's not a time machine. That's a good way to put exactly it. There you go. Exactly what I would say, yes. Uh, I think, oh, even here, in, I'm looking at the description, it calls it a time-bending machine. That's a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... I think, well, what I'm seeing is it's got 91 on Rotten Tomatoes, but 69, nice, on uh, mm, audience nice. score. I think the thing with and with the IMDb, because that's mixed, the 5.3, mm. I think it mm. is that um, some people see it and go, oh, that's low budget, and so they instantly mm. go, this is a bad movie. But it is it is low budget, but it's so well done on a low budget mm. That it gets an, a better score for me for um, using what it had and actually coming out with a good product. Um, but I do understand other people going, look, you know, regular consumers seeing this movie and going, well, that doesn't look like Transformers. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But it's a little like, yeah, going in with expectations that if you. Well, I'm just talking about the score as far as the yeah. 5.3 and the 6, 69 mm -hmm. as audience score. That's nice. where that's yes. yeah. That's where that's coming from. Yeah, but, but uh, I'm going to give it a eight actually. Oh really? I I'm actually going to go higher than that. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go with nine. Yeah. I think th this is definitely um, a contender for my top five, mostly just because like. It's such a surprise, like out of mm. nowhere, and that it end. Like I said, it's done a fairly low budget, but done with such passion that you can tell it's got mm. that. Like I said, there's soul in the movie. It's got like a, yeah. a heart to it. Where other movies, you're like, this feels 
soulless in that they just made it because they wanted to make money. This feels like mm-hmm. it has a purpose, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I almost said 8.5, so I'm actually going to go 8.5. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is that the last movie that you saw other than the movie that we saw together? Um, yes. Oh, wait, Good. no. Wait. Yes. Oh. Yes, it is. Yes? No? Yes. 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 No? Yes. 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 Because uh, you and me saw a movie, I'm not sure I can call it that, uh, called All Dads with uh, Bill Burr and uh, Bill Burr and Bill Burr. It uh, was the length of a movie. I'll say that. Um, it was, <laughs> but I'm not sure it was a movie. It had actors who are in other movies. So I'm still not sure it's a movie. <laughs> they filmed it with film cameras. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure it was a movie either. Um, it had movie elements, but it didn't have yes. any cohesive uh, no. running anything. It was just like all over no. the place. This movie what went from being about. That's just it. It's about a guy. <laughs> I mean, our main character is Bill Burr, but like he. He's uh, friends with these other people, and it seems like he's mm-hmm. having maybe a midlife crisis a little bit. Uh, but it's not, not really. really a. But he is, but that's not really what the movie's about. <laughs> the movie's right. about his struggles with, like, this school. But mm-hmm. that kind of starts out in the beginning being the thing and goes away for, like, two. Th- in, at, like, one third through the movie and then comes back at the end randomly. There's, like, a random Vegas road trip, but then there's, like, a battle also happening between the mother and another mother um, Mm -hmm. because they don't know how to parent. One of them is parenting differently than the other parent, and they disagree Mm -hmm. on that. (sighs) And there's other stories happening as well. This movie is all over the place. It just doesn't know what it wants to be. It's trying to be, like, three different movies, I think. I gave up. Uh, I I remember, I was like, okay, I've seen thirty minutes of the, this whatever it is. I'm not going to give it. Uh, uh, I didn't see a movie. I saw a TV show uh, that thought it was a movie. I think that's. that's I mean, more a little. At the end of this, yeah. what was the moral of the story? I that I have no fucking clue. That you should maybe be slightly nicer to people, but it, it not that nice. Not really, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't know what the point or purpose of this film was. It definitely. And also, I feel like it might have been a good movie before they somebody got a hold of it in the editing room and just ruined right. it. That's totally a possibility with this. Yeah. Also, it felt like very much pro Trump. And I will explain why. Because there's a scene in this movie where they more or less had the locker room incident in the run-up for before like uh, Trump become president and he said, like, grab them by the pussy. And in this scene, they have kind of a, a scene where they have the grab them by the pussy scene. And he goes on and on and on about, like, how this is locker room talk. <laughs> it felt, like, so fucking weird seeing Bill Burr being, like, with, like, pro-Trump 
uh, rhetoric in this movie. So fucking weird. Uh, I think that was also like part of the point of the movie that you didn't under that we didn't understand is like he was supposed to have gone from being that guy, and at the end he was supposed to be like more l- like uh have have learned his lesson that that's a bad idea. But I didn't. We didn't yeah, really. But he didn't really learn that fucking lesson. Yeah, that didn't really come across <laughs> in any way whatsoever. But yeah. I, like I said, I feel like this could have all gotten ruined. Uh, on the on the editing room floor. I think all in all, this movie was terrible, and it's probably like a... It's a two. I am going to give it a one. Okay. I, 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 I thought some of it was funny. I laughed sometimes. All right, coming next week, News of the Week, TV of the Week, and Movies of the Week, and then Surviving Paradise Episode 2. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Everybody, like Fro said, it's on Netflix if people want to follow along. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's weird. I definitely don't know where they're going to go with the next phase of it. Like I said, when they do the next vote, are the three people going to get kicked out? Or in I like no clue. in like three weeks, are we just going to have everybody in the house and nobody in the camp campsite? <laughs> nah. Yeah. Hey, I watched uh, some wrestling this week. Uh, I watched uh, Bound for Glory. Okay. That was amazing, and I'm going to talk uh, to Bill about that. So, if you want to hear my uh, thoughts about TNA wrestling, as they are soon called in January, uh, or uh, Impact, as they are called now, uh, you can listen to that wrestling show. It's on every streaming platform, and the episodes comes usually out each Saturday. So, do that. Okay, uh, let's talk about Sniper Wolf. YouTube demonetizes prominent creator Sniper Wolf. Uh, we talked about this last week and what, the week before, I'm guessing, and maybe mm-hmm. even the week before that. It's been a discussion online for weeks now. Uh, the news comes after the internet feud between uh, Shalesh and uh, Douglas. Um, this is Jack's Films and Sniper Wolf. Escalated last week mm-hmm. into an incident that Douglas described making him fear for his safety. Like we talked about last week, she showed up at his house and doxed him. We definitely covered that last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a whole big time lapse in the, when that happened and when YouTube decided to finally address the situation, right? Yeah, they didn't do anything for the longest fucking time because Sniper Wolf makes them a lot of money. We're assuming, yeah. Well, that is why. And that she has, you know, uh, she is in talks with them enough that they maybe yeah. were discussing it back and forth for that long or whatever. I don't think that... I think they knew that it was happening and didn't address it right away, but they must mm. have addressed it with her and maybe even Jack's films because he had stopped making Judge of Jack's content like right after this happened. And I assume it's because mm. YouTube got a hold of him and said, hey, don't do that. I think the thing, the biggest thing people were upset about is YouTube's, um, the wording of how they, uh, how they saw the situation when they said that, um, there was, the conflict needed to be resolved 
but that both sides, there were problems basically on both sides is what they said, that mm-hmm. Jack's films had also done something wrong, which I assume what they're saying is like he was, like his videos were harassment, but that doesn't justify doxing somebody and going to their house and doing what she did. Um, mm. So to say that it's like equivalent is totally ridiculous in my mind. Mm. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think it's r- ridiculous. I don't think it's the same thing at all. Here's the quote. At from, all. From the tweet from YouTube, uh, from Team YouTube, I think. Off-platform actions that put others' personal safety at risk harm our community and the behavior on both sides isn't what we want on YouTube. Hoping everyone helps move this convo to a better place. So, yeah, they're saying Mm. there were issues on both sides. But, like, I was there? Or was Jax Films just, like, calling her out for the problems that that were already inherent? And then she, like, took it way above and beyond to the point of, like, going into the real world with internet beef. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like there isn't a, there, there's a argument to say that Jack's films did something slightly wrong, but to say that problems on both sides is ridiculous. Yeah. It's uh, stupid. Uh, the guy behind cosmic skeptic, Alex O'Connor, uh, came out with a really, really good and very, very interesting video. Where he convinced uh, uh, GDP that uh, God exists. Uh, and that's kind of funny because he's uh, one of the most prevalent uh, British atheists there are out there right now. At so least on YouTube, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very, very funny video and very, very interesting. He has a very dry sense of humor and I like it. I think it's fun. Well,. I've been following him since he was basically like a child. He's been a- mm-hmm. around on the internet, and it's interesting to see him all grown up, also, like, uh, and still doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you like the video? Yeah, it was fun. I think yeah. it is a good concept for a video, also, just like it, and a great, you know, title kind of not clickbait, but just a good title to get people to click. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and especially when he goes like, "Oh." Yeah, I am going uh, being nice with you. I am being very polite. <laughs> He's very like, uh, yeah, very funny. Yeah, it was good. Uh, let's talk about Twitch. Twitch uh, to allow its users to stream concurrently on other live video sites. This w- was an announcement made at TwitchCon. Um, mm-hmm. It's dropping it. new simulcasting guidelines. This was a big problem. This was one of the biggest things when it came to like moist critical not wanting to be there and then ninja not going back there was that they wanted to be able to monetize their content on other places which when they were in the partner program with twitch they weren't allowed to do so i think twitch is seeing that like all these people are leaving and going other places because they can make more money there and realizing oh we got to change something to get these people back yeah Mm. Uh, the guy behind BoxMac uh, came out with a Zero View Halloween edition that was really good. Mm-hmm. With uh, just horror movies that had Zero Views on YouTube. Not even on very, YouTube, very it was fun. Vimeo. 
Yeah, Vimeo. Sorry. Even more obscure. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Some of it was very, very funny. Yeah, there was the one that they ended up looking up on YouTube, and it actually did have a number of views, but it be, mm-hmm. because it was sponsored, right, by Uber, I think? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, that video's cool because it almost feels a little MST3K, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, online version. It was... Yeah, it's good. I had fun with that one. Um... Oh, did you see the Good Mythical Morning Unhaunted House video? I did, yeah. I, it's not actually on the GMM channel. It's on the Rhett and Link channel, which is like their right. personal channel, personal I guess. Personal one, yeah. yeah. I like the concept for it. The idea of, like, it's really easy to find a haunted house or a haunted hotel. Anybody, you, you just look mm-hmm. that up online, you can find a thousand of them. But we want to go mm-hmm. out and find a house that is absolutely unhaunted <laughs> and actually find proof that it's unhaunted. Like, the concept is mm-hmm. really... I like the concept. It's really fun. I, They do some interesting stuff on that channel sometimes, but then, yeah, uh, very rarely. Not rarely as in doing good stuff, but they rarely put stuff on the channel. Yeah. Uh, you watch this more than I do, but I have heard rumors that the, the Leftovers is in trouble. And they are maybe splitting up? They addressed that. I guess people thought that was happening because there wasn't going to be leftovers. uh, Because of TwitchCon, which we just talked about, because Hassan is a Twitch streamer, and he was going there. But the week before that, they had, like, a really uh, hardcore discussion of the the Israel-Palestine conflict. Right. so then the next week there wasn't a show and everybody's like, oh, they must hate each other now. That's mm. where that all came out of. I don't think it's real. But then they didn't, uh, they didn't have uh, have one this week either. And then Ethan said something about just not doing leftovers anymore for a while, at least, because he doesn't want to mm. talk politics, because right now everything is so divisive that he he's getting yeah. a lot of hate from people, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, he's got a family to think about, you know. Yeah. And if you're saying all these things that are very divisive, people are going to get mad at you. And you mm. got to think about, like, your loved ones and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, football manager uh, 24 is uh, soon out. Uh, we're in the beta right now. Uh, new of this year is that you can play your uh, Football Manager 23 save file. Uh, continue that in the new engine. That's really, really good. Uh, that's one of the things I very much like. There are some like small things that I've done in this uh, version of Football Manager I very much enjoy. Uh, set pieces, for example, they have done an overhaul with, so it makes it easier to have uh, the football players in the correct um, uh, place on the ground. Yeah, position. In their, uh, position? Correct role. Yeah, yeah. Position. position. Thank, you. Um, Thank you. I was trying to figure out what you were saying. Uh, Greta Greta Thornburg <laughs> got in trouble this week for the most silly yeah. reason ever. She had so a stuffed animal in a picture, and people got mad at her yep. for it. Uh, yeah. What I heard is vegan, you know, you can't have a stuffed animal and no, be vegan. Believe it or not, what they were saying was that it was anti-Semitic. The octopus yeah. 
because apparently that if you look into it, like there was some kind of connection, right. like octopus and uh, anti-Semitism at some point. Ooh. Yeah, so it was just silly, really. Um, apparently what I heard is this specific type of uh, stuffed animal is for people with autism to be able to... Sh it has like emotion things so that you can show the emotion that you're feeling through the octopus, even though you don't express it as an autistic. Does that make sense? Um, mm -hmm. And that's why it was there, but people kind of read way too far into it. <laughs> that is so fucking stupid. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I, I guess the last thing... more to talk about. Okay, the last thing I know you, hopefully you've seen is the Reckless Ben McKamey Manor doc. Uh, oh yes, of course I watched it. Yeah. Very disappointed actually. Were you? Okay. Yeah. I think they're yeah. going to have another part where they reveal what happens with the drive, because what we found out at the end is they got a hold of like footage uh, mm -hmm. that can be incriminating to Russ McKamey. Um and so I'm assuming what's they're going to do a, another video coming out soon that's going to um, explain that. Because they did do a podcast talking about that they have the drive and they just need to figure out what to do with it, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It felt a little like Biden's laptop. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, we don't know if there actually is anything incriminating on there or not, though, right? It's just... yeah that it it, it d does actually exist. I mean the whole story is still super interesting that oh super interesting. That they were able there was like a rumor that there was a drive out there that somebody had gotten a mm. hold of and then we find out that like this one guy might be lying about it. Like the whole thing the mm. the way it was put together, it's really well filmed documentary style wise mm. and it's all kind of a ongoing and they got them to thing. Eat pizza. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> kind of. They kind of got him, not with them, but he, he definitely kind ate of. some pizza. Yeah. Yeah. So he lost. <laughs> it was, the whole thing was very funny and very uh, informative and like an ongoing situation. So we'll keep following it. Right. Cool. I want to go to bed. Okay. I'm going to go to, uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going any, I'm going to go to edit. I'm going to go to edit this podcast. Uh, what you're uh, literally listening to right now, you mean? Yes, I'm going to edit ah. the thing. Well, I'm not. I'm talking right now, and then I'm going to listen to it as I edit it. Oh, that is, yep, Inception. Meta. Meta. Okay. Uh, from Norway, I'm Fro. From the US, I'm Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another another digital another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.